and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. What an amazing time to worship the Lord. I'd like to, uh, for us to go through this pretty familiar story from the Bible uh, that Matthew had given perspective uh, to the readers. And it's about the walking on water. But I'd like uh, to share with us uh, observations that really helped me understand the entire story. And the first observation I have noticed in this passage in Matthew chapter 14, 22 to 33, I've noticed the first uh, uh, observations that needed that we needed to um, see in order for us to be able to apply it every time we are faced with storms in our lives. And the first one is that the storm has inserted into God's plan. The storms of life is inserted into His plan. And that's what I notice in verse 22, and I'd like to read that passage. And it says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. This is a story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And, and after he had fed the 5,000, the, the clamor of the people is so overwhelming that he wanted his disciples to get out of the place as much as possible. The overwhelming response of the people when they were fed, they wanted, in a way, to make Jesus to be proclaimed, to truly be say He's the Messiah or something to that effect. And because of that uh, 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 clamor that is brewing in the midst of the people, Jesus decided to send the disciples to the boat so that they can go to the other side. So the scripture I'd like you, uh, the verse I'd like you to notice is immediately he made the disciples to get into the boat. The word made the disciples, explain. there's some meaning to it. It's almost like they were forced to go get into the, she, the boat in order for them to go to the uh, other side. And, and you know, sometimes... Uh, God would do that to us. He would make us do things the way He did to His disciples, probably because um, He has something in His mind. Not only because of the brewing desire of the people to make Him uh, to make Him so popular, including the disciples. In order to get away with it, He got His disciples covered and wanted Him wanted them to go. And yet, at the same time, as they went, He knew that there's going to be storms in the middle of the night in Galilee as they cross uh, the, the, the sea. And so I'd say that storm was inserted into his plan when he sent his disciples. And we're going to uh, uh, get that unfolded before us as we look at this passage of Scripture. When I noticed this, when he made them cross, uh, uh, cross the sea, knowing that there are storms there, God, Jesus is aware of it, and yet he did it. Could it be the storms is truly part of God's plan for us as well? To strengthen us, to make us strong in our fortitude, even in the midst of storms and challenges in life. So that's the first observation I've noticed when he did this. The second part is the story was, or the storm was included in his prayer. 
not only that he made them go uh, and get into the boat, but Jesus himself isolated himself in a solitude to go pray. Could it be that he is, his desire is also to pray for the disciples as they go meet the storm, as they cross the sea? Could it be that it's not only, uh, it, I believe that prayer is, a, is an antidote to, to uh, fame, an antidote to people clamoring of you, uh, uh, to perform more signs and wonders. The best way, the, the antidote to that is to isolate and, and be in solitude before the Lord in prayer. But could it be that part of his prayer was his disciples are going to meet storms as they pass the sea. I might as well pray. And so the storm was included in his prayer. The third part of this, which is the focus of our story today, is in verse 24. And, and, and uh, let's, look at, uh, let's look at verse 23 first. Um, and it says, and after, he had, and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when the evening came, he was there alone. That's the passage that we can see that Jesus went into the mountain for a reason. Multiple, probably multiple reasons. The scripture did not tell us, but I can surmise that, uh, uh, that this has been his way of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of receiving encouragement from the Father. And that was his priority, his relationship with God before his disciples. And he did that before this when his cousin John the Baptist was beheaded. And when the disciples came and tried to help him in this same chapter, when the disciples came and helped uh, bury the body of John the Baptist, the Bible says Jesus went to a solitary place to be alone. Once again, could it be that he's also a person who have been going through uh, some, some season of mourning that he needed a time of rest because he just lost his cousin. And, but this one is another issue here, the same chapter, but this time the popularity and the fame is increasing that he has to isolate himself once again and talk to his father. But by doing that, he has to send his disciples first. And I believe that part of that um, in this story, part of his prayer is, is uh, covering his disciples as they go pass through the storms while they were uh, cruising through and, and, and going to the other side. So, but, the, but the other one I'd like us uh, to see here is in verse 24. And in verse 24, the storm was incapacitated because of his presence. The storm that the disciples met in the middle of the sea, more than 4.5 miles away from, uh, from the shore where they've started, they were in the middle of the night, in the middle of the sea, and, and the storm came, and we look at that verse 24, and it says here, But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the winds was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the water. This is Jesus now. Uh, after his prayer from the mountain, he decided to come and walk, and, and probably walk around 4.5 uh, miles just to be able to reach them. In the middle of the sea, now some people are saying, oh, it was just an hallucination from the disciples. How can that be in the middle of the night? How can he be walking on water? Oh, he wasn't walking on water. He was walking on the beach. How can you see him walking on the beach if you are 4.5 miles away from the beach? Truly, Jesus came 
and put everything under his feet. Literally, he put everything under his feet. That's what Hebrews chapter 2 verse 8 says. Putting everything in, in subjection under his feet. Now, feet. Now putting everything in subjection to him. He left nothing outside of his control. Hebrews 2 verse 8. That even the elements of, even, even earthly elements can be subjected and can be under his feet. And literally, he walked on water. And, and, uh, and he played catch-up, and he was with the disciples in the middle of their storms. And you could imagine, while they were in the middle of the storm, let me uh, continue on with the, with the passage here, verse 26. And it says, But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. Well, you know, Jesus wasn't there with them. Now he started walking on water, trying to cut, uh, play catch up, and they cried out in fear. Now, I want you to see verse 27. That's why, uh, that's why uh, uh, this is his encouragement. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. He knew exactly they were afraid. They were seeing a phantom. That's the real translation of the word ghosts. That's where we get the word phantom from the Greek. And, and, and so they, they thought he was a ghost, but Jesus says, it is I, do not be afraid. And that's what I like about Jesus. He preempts our fear and, and addresses it immediately. And, and, but I like the response of Peter, uh, verse 28. And Peter answered, Lord, if it is you, now he wanted to attest if it is really Jesus, command me to come to you in the water. You know, you can, you can give all your judgment against Peter, but this is what I like about Peter. In the midst of storm, he wanted to get closer to Jesus. Yeah, he wanted to get closer to Jesus. Not run away from him, but get closer to him. But getting closer to him would require an unusual, even though it's a little, faith. And you know what he said? He says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you in the water. Peter is uh, some sort of a guy who loves adventure. Uh, it's almost like he's saying, if Jesus can do it, <laughs> maybe I can. Walking on water, maybe I can. If he can do it, maybe I can. And so, and so Jesus accommodated him and says, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. He's the only human being I know who walked on water in human history. <laughs> he walked on water. And say whatever you want to say against Peter, but I like his faith. He had enough faith to walk on water. And, and he did it because his eyes were focused on Jesus, as what it says here. Walk on water and came to Jesus. Verse 30, though, is a problem. But when he saw the wind, look at that. At first, he was looking at Jesus, but this time when he saw the other elements, the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out. Now, here's a prayer, uh, the shortest prayer ever. Um, it, you can summarize it to one word, but he used uh, a three-word uh, three prayer. He could have asked for help, he just said, help, but he says, Lord, save me. Save me. And, and, 
And out from that, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and, and the wind ceased. And, and so here are my observation. First, as I've said, um, the storm was inserted into his plan. Second, the storm was included in his prayer when he prayed. But we see here the storm was incapacitated because of his presence. The impact in their lives didn't, uh, didn't affect them that much. But yes, there was fear. But when we saw his presence, it really helped them, especially when Jesus says, It is I, do not be afraid. The impact of the storm in their lives have been cushioned because of the presence of the Lord. Yes, Jesus can be there in the middle of your storm. Would you be willing to come near him even more the way Peter did? Yes, he sunk, but at least he had enough, little, uh, enough faith to come and get closer and walk with Jesus. I could imagine Jesus grabbing his hand and they walked on water together going back to the boat. Amazing faith. Um, stepping out of faith, he asked God, some of us, we want to do, we step out of faith, but did, have we asked the Lord first? Peter wanted it, but he asked permission first. Would we, would we want, when was the last time we asked permission and, and doing something probably we've never done before? But Peter says, would you please, Lord, let me come? And Jesus says, come. And the Lord had given him that permission. When all else fail, what are you going to do? Call on him the way Peter did. And he says, Lord, save me. When all else fails, at least you stepped out in faith, call on him. And he did. And when he called, then face with, when, when faced with setbacks, learn from it. Jesus discipled them in the middle of that rescue operation. On their way, he says, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? What a lesson on the spot. Uh, this is a discipleship moment. I like that. A discipleship moment with Jesus while walking on water together. <laughs> and, uh, and so verse 31, what happened here? Verse 31, it says, Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him, and saying, Oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? Verse 32, which the verse we read today, and, and, and that's the lesson that we have right now. The storm was interrupted by his power. The storm was interrupted by his power. Look at verse 32, and those, verse 31, and when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. The wind stopped. We see here that the storm was interrupted by his power. And, in, and those in the boat worship him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. There's no more qualms about it. It's not, oh, you're a prophet. Oh, you're, you're, you must be Elijah. No, no, no. Immediately, they have declared in their mouth, you are the Son of God. And may, could you imagine a revelation of who Jesus was came out from their experience through the storm? Right now, some of you who are watching and you're going through this and experiencing some storms in your life, you, who would ever thought that even in the middle of your storms, you may grow even in the knowledge of God and, and, and grow in your faith uh, um, uh, in, in the Lord. And so as I end, I'd like to say this. The Lord hasn't promised smooth sailing in this life, but His presence assures us 
of making it safe through every storm. It may be a little wobbly as you move along in this life, but one thing is for sure, the Lord is going to make sure that you land safely. I want us to pray right now and just thank the Lord for this lesson. Father God, thank you for this um, message, a short message, a lesson that is so familiar to us, but we didn't realize, Lord God, overall, you're the one who made us go through the storms. It wasn't an accident. When we face storms in life, we cannot blame anyone else, but we can only rejoice knowing that you are with us in the middle of the storm. And in the middle of the storm, you too will be there to uh, show yourself to us in a greater measure. May we discern you more and know you more in the middle of the challenges we're going through in this life. Because Lord, we know that you're gonna land us safely to the other side. Let's worship him, worship him back again this morning.
Let's pray right now and let's just uh, receive the Lord's comfort to us. Uh, he already preempted what they were going through and he was walking in water and he says, Do not be afraid, it is I. May we see Jesus more in the middle of our storm. And I'm just, just so gracious. Uh, some of you may not be able to walk on water like Peter. I had my own walking, not walking on water, I walk under the water. At one point, I almost got drowned. Um, and that's another story I can tell you next time. But I, I got drowned. I was trying to learn how to swim by myself. But I, when I was a student way back in college, um, all my friends were, all my classmates were drinking and the, on the other side. So I decided since I've given my life to the Lord and I, I didn't get into drinking anymore, I just decided to go swim. And I heard about stories of people who learn how to swim by themselves when they threw themselves to the pool and they learn how to swim. So I thought, maybe I can learn how to swim. So I did. I, uh, I was by myself, but I ran out of, I tried, I jumped off the, roof, the, the rope and uh, I, I, I uh, tried to swim, but I almost got drowned. And on my way down to the bottom of that swimming pool, I was thinking, is this it, Lord? I was 18 years old. And I was thinking, is this it, Lord? I opened my eyes and and then, and then it made me remember, God has a plan and a destiny so quick in my mind that uh, I realized before I, I sank, I, I saw the handrail somewhere on that side. And so while on my way, then I remembered the handrail on that side, I decided to go and walk under the water towards that place where the hand, handrail was. I was walking under the water. <laughs> and then I gave, I, I leaped and jumped knowing when I, as soon as I reached the wall of the pool where the handrail was, that I knew the handrail was, I jumped and gave it my best effort. And I rescued myself that time when I was a student and saved myself, I was saying, oh boy, I almost died. Uh, but uh, you know what? Some of you maybe are not really able to walk on water. You are in the, uh, the depth of problems and, 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 and all these pressures in your life, but I want you to know that God has a plan for you and I, and He's able to rescue us, and He's able to see us through our storms. Let us pray. Father God, thank you that, Lord, you are able to preempt our fears, and you're able to, Lord, comfort us with your presence. That in the middle of our loss, our grieving, in the middle of our storms, in the middle of our uh, pressures in life, maybe financially, emotionally, relationally, Lord God, or, or mentally, as we're going through this certain period and season in our lives, we are inspired today through your word that you are, you can be in the middle of the storm with us. And in the middle of the storm, we can know you more and you can reveal yourself to us in a greater me measure. Open our eyes to see and discern more of who you are, your goodness, and your power as we fulfill your plan for us on this earth. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.